second hour of the Bill Michaels Show. Good to be back. How we looking on a Friday edition? Morning's a little awkward. That's okay. Ben Kenny, nice job filling in. Ben, how'd you do in the first hour of the program? Oh, it was great. I mean, you can't ask for much more to discuss with what's going on this weekend. <laughs> did you uh, did you tell people why I was not here yet? I did, and this is the only clip I played. Make makeup, makeup. <laughs> I thought I'd leave the rest to you. Yeah, um, the uh, the cast and crew, so to speak, showed up to do the uh, television commercial today for one of our sponsors, which is Pella Windows and Doors, and they're currently installing the patio door. And uh, when they showed up, it just became it, it was like being on the uh, like, like on a movie set. And uh, so and I took a bunch of pictures. So I so you can see what kind of what I'm talking about and I'll start posting them. But, yeah, it uh, it ran a little long. And so uh, between and there's actual makeup. Uh, yes. Uh, between the makeup and then the lines and all of this for I think it's like a 30 second commercial. But you take. Uh, take after take after take after take after take in different ways and different ways you move your hands and all that kind of stuff. And uh, so that's what we did. And they got the door in and makeup and got all the people on set and quiet on the set, and which is all in my living room, by the way. And uh, so it went a little bit long. So we just uh, literally wrapped up uh, my portion of this thing about, I don't know, maybe two minutes ago. And then I bolted upstairs and there we go. So... Uh, it is the Friday edition of the Bill Michael Show. Uh, a little bit off, a little bit off kilter, but hey, that's okay. You know, uh, no big deal. We're we're good with it. So anyway, anyway, you guys were talking some Packers, some uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers side of things. Got Pete Doherty, the Green Bay Press Gazette, coming up a little bit later on. Greg Ahmed, uh, who is with the Athletic, covers the uh, covers the uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And uh, he uh, is going to join us coming up a little bit later on today. Mike Clemens, the final hour of the show as well. Uh, big news coming out of the Boston Celtics organization. Did you did you deal with this at all? No, not yet today. And there was another um, big piece of news I'll pass along regarding Mr. Herman Edwards. Uh, no, um, it was all football predictions. Yeah, the uh, Celtics have suspended their head coach for the entire season. For the entire season. Um, now, uh, this is because he had the, what they say, the inappropriate relationship, consensual relationship with a female staffer. Obviously he's married. Um, but these two had, and again, this was all consensual. It's just, it's against team policy. And so this is what happened. And so what they have done is very publicly now, uh, because this was starting to leak out, I guess, more so than anything, that this was going to become public anyway. So the Celtics, with their own internal investigation and their own internal standards, if you will, have said, you know, even the head coach is not above reproach and, and above suspension. So they have suspended the Celtics head coach, Adoka for the entire season upcoming so that's big news that's big news um and then you've got the other side uh, of this not uh, basketball but football arizona state staffers were leaking information to opponents to get herm edwards fired how about this 
In the wake of uh, Sunday's news that Herm Edwards will no longer be the head coach of Arizona State, uh, the Athletics' Doug Haller, uh, he took a lengthy look at the tenure, but apparently there were staffers that were leaking uh, the game plans and such to other uh, you know teams, the opponents, because they wanted to get him fired. They wanted him out of there. Uh, he also reported that Herm Edwards never bothered to familiarize himself with NCAA bylaws and made some of the department feel that he had to basically be babysat. He was a problem. He wanted to do his own thing, and the pro- program currently be investigated by the NCAA for alleged recruiting violations under Edwards' watch. And as a result, interest in the program from both recruiting standpoints and fan standpoint has gone down. Uh, Edwards, not overwhelmingly successful. He 26-20 and 20 record as the program's head coach. But you, you've actually got staffers who became so frustrated. With, and I... Ben, can you tell me you didn't see this coming? Oh, I was surprised he was even brought back for this year because they broke every recruiting rule during COVID. Every other person was fired, but he was there as a lame duck. I can't believe they kept him around. I, it's, it's, I did, I, I, I never, I can't say that I am shocked by this, that they wanted him out so bad. They were leaking information to their opponents. I love college football. To get him fired. That's the amazing part about it. I mean, <laughs> now, again, you, you know, you, you ask, well, you know, I, I guess, you, you know, those staffers and such probably are no longer there. They were probably giving out information as well. But boy, oh boy, man, it just, it's, it's one thing to go in an organization and be happy. And say, I'm going to go in and make it great and get people on board and try to get everybody on the same page. But in the meantime, you've got people behind the scenes going, you're such a train wreck. We can't wait to get you out of here. That's it. So I, I'm, I'm agreement with you. I, I, I think it's uh, somewhat shocking that they even brought him back. And where that program is now, man, it's you're completely rebuilding the program, basically. You're starting over. Starting completely over. Um, so anyway, that's the two pieces of breaking news that we start the top of the hour with. And uh, well, like I said, Pete Doherty, the Green Bay Press, because that's going to be coming up here in just a few. We're going to talk with him about this Packers-Tampa Bay Buccaneers matchup. Are you watching this matchup? Uh, I know the question was posed to Aaron Rodgers um, yesterday, or what was it, on Wednesday, about the nostalgia side of things. Do you think about this being the last time you're going to face Tom Brady? And, you know, are you looking at this game uh, as a Packers fan? Okay, or a football fan, depending on how you how you want to watch this. Are you looking at this game and saying to yourself, this might be the last time I see two guys who both have thrown more than 450 touchdown passes, who both are considered to be some of the greatest of the greats, that they're going to square off against one another, possibly for the last time. And what I think is so incredibly ironic about this game is that while we we will look for big plays from both Brady and from from Rodgers, this game, I believe, is going to be dictated by the defenses. Who's going to win in the trenches? Who's going to stop the run? Who's going to force the other's quarterback to be uncomfortable and maybe into mistakes? To me, that's that's for the game of greats, that's where I believe this game is going to go. But are you looking at this game in any 
fashion to say, I, I got to sit back and take this in because I'm going to be watching two of the greatest to ever play the game, possibly, excuse me, possibly for the last time on the same field. Say hi to our buddy Joe, who's over on the Bud Light live stream going guten tag, uh, watching the program in Munich, Germany. Oktoberfest over there, too, by the way. Lift a stein for me and lean into it. Hell yeah. There you go. Ben, are you, are you, have you thought about that, the magnitude of what we are going to be witnessing on Sunday at all? Or does it really, it's just another game, Packers need to get a win and move on? I've thought about it, but it's not close to the biggest story for me. Because as you said, for me, it's a phone booth kind of football game. Where the quarterback that hits on the most big plays and explosive plays, I think, wins. But the team that wins on Sunday will be the one that can actually establish the run against a really good front. Like if Devondre mm-hmm. Campbell and Quay Walker play out of their minds, how does Tampa right. Bay move the football? I have no idea. If it was a game, a high-flying football game, 42-35 to 35 with passes going everywhere, six touchdowns apiece, then I would look at it this way. But given where these teams stand and the injuries and where we are in the season, it really isn't a story, or at least at the top of the list. Yeah, I the because it's so early in the – if this game – now, if these two teams by chance – should end up facing each other in the postseason, then that's that's the epic because we all expect Brady not to come back next year, that he took time away to go do some important things with his family in the preseason when he knows team means so much to him, and he's always a guy that's preaching snaps and preaching familiarity and preaching repetition and preaching practice. So he we kind of get the inkling that this is it. This is going to be it. He's not coming back after this season. And while Rodgers is still contemplating how many more years he has left, the, the magnitude of these two guys of – what everybody feels technically is the best quarterback to ever play the game in Aaron Rodgers. I think we all look at him in that sense. Uh, but the best winner of all time, the will to win, the drive to win, may not be the most precise, may not be the most perfect, may not have thrown for the most yards or what have you, but has just taken what what defenses and coaching staffs and such has given him, and he's made the most of his opportunity with the rings to show for it. The most decorated of all time is certainly Tom Brady. So two of the best quarterbacks to ever put their hands under any center's ass are going to be on the same field on Sunday, but if it happens that it's in the postseason, then the magnitude rises. But I agree with you because it's only the third game of the season. I don't think that's the that there's a lot of focus to that. You know? I don't think there's a lot of focus to that. Um the uh Rick says goat versus boat. The greatest of all time versus the best of all time. I would assume with is what you're going with boat, unless boat means something else. So there you have it. Uh, Also, Matt LaFleur a little bit later on in the program today as well when you get into all this discussion. A lot of good stuff. Uh, By the way, some news and notes. David Bakhtiari back at practice today. Matt LaFleur said, yep, he'll be back. So Matt LaFleur back at practice again today, So, uh, which is good news. Two days in a row, maybe. And, And again, I go back to I thought it was a little eyebrow raising that we did not see David Bakhtiari on Wednesday. However, they tried to adjust some of the schedule, what was best for him and the team. And so if he practices today and is a full go today, I would almost, almost guarantee that he's going to be in in pads come Sunday. Almost guarantee that he's going to be in pads on Sunday. 
So there you have it. Uh, let's do this. Pete Doherty, the Green Bay Press-Gazette, is going to join us coming up next. This uh, portion of the program, as always, brought to you by friends at Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the Bill Michael Sports Talk Network. Stay tuned. Pete Doherty, Green Bay Press-Gazette, going to join us. Coming up next on the Bill Michael Show. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. That's Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. I just uh, finished shooting the, their TV commercial downstairs because the new door is being installed as we speak. And I'll put the pictures up coming up here in a little bit. But uh, I love this thing. The fact that the new door is in, I'm not going to feel that draft coming through the old one anymore. I can open it with one finger as opposed to the last time we tried to open it, the handle ripped off because it was so heavy and so stuck. Uh, literally, I'm not kidding, and uh, it's just I, I love the whole experience, and that's the reason when they said, hey, do you want to do a commercial? I'm like, bring it, because I love these things. That's our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Go to PellaWI.com. That is PellaWI.com, or call them 855-PELLA-WI. Two years, no interest, no payments, 0%. There you go. No finance charges, all that kind of stuff. You're good to go. Just go two years and get it all together and then pay those things off or finance them after the fact. But great stuff from our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Joining us now on the uh, on the hotline, our good buddy uh, Pete Doherty, the Green Bay Press-Gazette. Uh, Pete, how you doing, pal? Pretty good, Bill. How you doing today? I'm doing great. Um, I, you know, just obviously getting ready for the weekend, a good weekend when it comes to sports and specifically when it comes to football. Uh, so we got uh, David Bakhtiari back on the practice field again today. What is the likelihood that you believe he'll be in the lineup at some point this weekend? Well, I'm just making wild guesses like everybody else. Um, you know, he didn't go yesterday. He went, he still did or he did go yesterday, right? So there's this two days in a row. Mm-hmm. I thought they weren't yeah. uh, they weren't going to do that. Um, so I don't know if I guess I don't we don't know if he's practiced today or yet or not. I don't think he's going to play if I had to bet, but I'm just taking a stab at it like um, everybody else. I mean, they the the vibe seems to be, and especially because they kept him on the 53, that he'd be back, you know, within the first five or six weeks. So I'm still you know, kind of thinking along those lines, but who knows what the way things have gone with this thing. It could be this weekend. It could be, you know, a month or six weeks from now. Who knows? Um, this matchup between Brady and Rogers, as much as I, I mean, maybe you have a different opinion, but I think this is going to be one of the defensive be- trenches more so than I do between the two quarterbacks. Maybe a quarterback is going to make a play here or there. That's going to give their team the advantage. But I think this is about stopping the run. It's about winning in the trenches and it's about making the quarterback uncomfortable on both sides, uh, both sides of the uh, sidelines. Yeah. I'm thinking really low scoring. I mean, I it just, it's early, but I'm guessing Tampa's got the best defense in the league. I think they got the most talent on that side of the ball of anybody in the league. And I'd be really worried if I'm the Packers about being able to run the ball on these guys, their run defense is really good. They got a lot of talent up front. Vita Vea, is kind of a dominant player. And I think Devin Smith is the best inside linebacker in the league. So I know when they played these guys the last couple of times, you know, running, especially getting outside just was going nowhere. And they obviously, the Packers need to run the ball. You know, there are different offenses here with no Adams. So uh, 
I just, you know, the Packers are still finding their way on offense. I think this could just be a, a tough game for, you know, to come by points. And so I just, yeah, I just ended my pick. In fact, I picked the Bucks uh, 17 to 14 for what that's worth. I uh, I kind of thought the, that I, I picked it as a close game. I thought the Buccaneers would get a win. What do the Packers need to do? Is it just simply as shutting down Leonard Fournette and getting to Tom Brady? Is it that simple? You know, probably. I mean, they're really undermanned at receiver. They're vulnerable. You know, they're they could be missing. You know, Evans isn't playing, and uh, Godwin and Jones. It's looking just reading on Twitter. You know, a little bit ago. It's looking really uh, shaky or unlikely for them to play. So that's three good three weapons there. Um, so you know Tampa Bay is going to have trouble scoring too. And you're right; it, it'll probably come down to which of these quarterbacks can find a way to to, to make a couple plays. And um, you know the one thing I wonder is, I mean, I really you know obviously both Packers backs are really good. I still think Jones is the guy who makes the offense go, but I wonder if this is a game where they're going to need Dylan because they, they need to run instead of trying to run, run the wider stuff. They need to run between the tackles and to run a 247 pound guy right at those linebackers. The, uh, the defensive backfield uh, for the Packers, give me your thoughts on how they have looked so far. I know that obviously that first game, not covering Justin Jefferson the way they had wanted to or not being able to the way they wanted to, and then coming back in game two against a really kind of a lackluster passing attack when it comes to the Chicago Bears. Give me your thoughts on the defensive backfield of the Packers. Yeah, hard to have a read, really. I mean, I'm still thinking what I thought going into the season. They got a lot of talent back there, and uh, – you know, this will be a much tougher test because of how smart and how good and how quick Brady gets the ball out. Even without those receivers, this will be a, a tougher game. But I I still think it's a strength of the Packers' defense as long as, you know, those top five defensive backs, um, you know, as long as they stay healthy. I mean, that mistake that Amos made, for instance, on the, on the long pass to Jefferson um, against the Vikings – where he kind of came up and got caught looking in the backfield and and maybe thinking that the pass was going underneath. I just don't think he's going to make that kind of mistake very often. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a good veteran player. So, you know, I, I think the secondary is really talented. And um, so some interceptions will probably be coming, although I don't know if it'll be this week. Quay Walker, um, uh, first game all over the field. I mean, uh, we've seen a sideline and a sideline guy before, but this guy's got some serious speed. Uh, albeit some of the reads that he made had to get him downfield, so it wasn't necessarily blowing guys up behind the line of scrimmage. But I think Quay Walker's been impressive for what I've seen of him thus far. Give me your thoughts there. He's He looks like a really talented guy. He belongs. They need him on the field. Did you talk to Eric Baranchek about him this week? Yeah, yeah, I did. Uh, yeah, because, you know, Eric and I do that column, you know, the, the post-video column, and I didn't – there's no way I was, you know, seeing this in the game, and I wouldn't even – pick up on this watch and tape, but Eric really knows his stuff. And um, when he pointed out, I mean, Walker had a rough game in the run and run defense. You know, he was so talented in college. He could probably go underneath some of those blocks where he's the backside guy. Mm-hmm. And basically yeah. your job there is to make the tackle four or five yards downfield. If nobody else gets the guy, but you go underneath the block, which means closer to the line of scrimmage in the NFL, those backs are so fast and quick that they're by you. And the four or five yard run is now, you know, 12 to 20. So there mm-hmm. were, there were several plays like that for him. So I think he's got a lot of work to do as far as that goes, but he is, I agree with you completely. I mean, 
he's a really he's a good looking football player and you know you still have to i mean you got to think he's going to be um you know a good player in this league and even you know a lot better player two months from now or three months from now than he than he is today Devontae Wyatt, only five snaps last contest. Um, I know they run a lot of nickels, so he's not finding his way onto the field nearly as much as maybe I think a lot of people either hoped or thought he would. But give me your thoughts on Devontae Wyatt. Yeah, I thought he'd be more a part of the rotation already. Um, I suspect the Packers did too. But some guys come along slower than others. I mean, it's just you, you never know. And some guys, it just never happens with them. I mean, we've seen examples of all those things, guys who come out of the gate fast, um, who take a little while and some who it just never happens. I mean, yeah, I even think back to Kenny Clark. I think he was better than Wyatt was, you know, this early in his career, but I Clark was not that good as a rookie. He wasn't the guy who just jumped off the, the field to you. Um, but yeah, I thought Wyatt would be at least they'd be putting him out there, you know, somewhat regularly on passing downs. Cause you know, they're always looking for help on the inside rush. And that's one of the reasons they drafted him. So, you know, a mild disappointment for his contribution so far. It's a long season, so a guy like with his talent could improve quite a bit. Um, but right now he's, you know, I mean, five snaps, he's right there at the bottom of the of the depth chart for the guys who are suiting up. Dean Lowry, um, I did not have a good game against the Vikings. And early on against the Bears, I thought, oh, boy, he just didn't look the same. And then everything started to clear up. Uh, you know, they had those three three and outs. The fourth drive ended up going on downs in the end of the half. Uh, they looked pretty good coming out of the third quarter. Uh, give me your thoughts on Dean Lowry and the rest of the defensive front. Yeah, you know, he, he was just really solid in camp. Just, you know, a little better than, than last year. And it's kind of been his career. He's a little better each year. Uh, you know, not a dominant player or anything like that. But he, you know, in, in practice, he'd knock down a pass at the line of scrimmage in practice every day. He'd make a, a play or two in the run game. He'd get pressure uh, on a couple passes. So I, I think he's doing okay. I don't think he's been a problem. You know, I, everybody had everybody on that defense had a little bit of a rough game uh, against the Vikings. But, you know, stacking up, you know, just looking at the next couple months, I mean, he's right there in the thick of the rotation. I just think he's a, he's a good, solid player. The uh, the offensive line, uh, I know Yash Nyman was there all last year, so I think the whole thing about David Bakhtiari, I've saying this for a while, might be somewhat of a non-story. If he can't go, you still got a really solid left tackle. Now maybe he's not the all-pro left tackle, but you got a solid left tackle. It seems like at least with the with, with Elton Jenkins coming back and hopefully the stabilization there, game by game from him, things on the offensive line really do start to look a lot better, don't they? Yeah, that domino effect of you know because Newman was just, you know, borderline good enough at right tackle. and But you move him to right guard, and he's a lot better there. So you get that domino effect. You get better at two positions with Jenkins coming back. Yeah, I think they have a, they have a young, promising line. You know, Nyman, he, gets, he'll, he has a couple pretty rough snaps a game in pass protection. And the one thing with that is you never know if that one play could be a huge difference. And, you know, Bakhtiari generally rarely or, you know, never had those kind of plays. But I agree with you. He's looking, you know, he's a little better than last year. And, I mean, what a find to get a, a guy who can play left tackle for you. And, you know, you didn't even have to use a draft pick on him. Uh, special teams to this point, we haven't touched on them, and we probably should. 
Rodgers still a little iffy in the return game, but at least he had a 20-yard return against the Bears when he took. There was two line drive punts. The first one he fair caught, which was mind-boggling to me. The second one, he must have been listening to everybody in the stands going, ugh, and he took it for 20 yards. The third one, he never should have caught, and he kind of muffed it, kicked it out of bounds. But give me your thoughts on the special teams overall thus far. Overall, looks you know looks pretty decent. You know, only two a couple games in, so you know the pr- the proof there is you know the long haul how they do over the whole course of the season. But I the return game, there's just nothing there. I mean, it's just uh, they don't have a good return guy. He's he's he lost the weight from last year, uh, so he's a little quicker than he was. But he's still there's not. I can't imagine any any special teams coaches out there fear this guy. Um, mm-hmm. So their return game is just going to be you know, average or below average, um, you know, until they somehow or other acquire a guy who uh, who's more dynamic than that. Do they need to use Dubs, Torre, Watson in the return game? Both of the, those guys having that better, that little tenth of a second better speed or maybe elusiveness? We're thinking about, I, I wonder if, you know, I wonder if Dobbs would be okay doing that. Watson on punt returns, he's such a long, you know, gangly guy. I wonder how the instant acceleration, the change of direction would be. Dobbs is a little smaller, so I, you know, maybe they don't want to load him up because they, they're playing him so much at receiver. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, maybe they just want to take that off him. But um, I would I would think about it if, if I were them. I'd think yeah. about putting him out there. Yeah, no doubt. Pete, good stuff, and I know you got you down as picking the uh, picking the Bucks uh, this coming weekend in a real close one, but uh, we'll touch base again real soon, okay? All right, sounds good, Bill. Thanks for uh, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Appreciate you coming on. There you go. Pete Doherty, the Green Bay Press-Gazette. You can find him at Pete Doherty over on Twitter as well. Good to get him on board and to say hi and to get his thoughts on all of this. And I agree with him a lot about, uh, you know, kind of some of the things we, we were discussing in Quay Walker specifically. And I'd said that, you know, when people see him making tackles and, and such and being all over the field, that's great. But sometimes you can get caught, and while you're making a tackle, you're making a tackle that should have been made four or five yards upfield rather than three, four, five yards downfield. And uh, those are some of the areas that you can get kind of kind of hooked up on. Uh, statistics are one thing, but statistics and where they're made are another. But I think Quay Walker is, uh, you know, knock on wood, barring injury, I think he's a star in the making. He just needs to learn it. Once he learns it, I think he's going to be really good. And I, I think Aaron Rodgers even said that once he starts to play with the instinct that he's not thinking about it as much anymore, and he just is able to play with the instinct, I think it's going to be he's going to be really, really solid. Uh, you know, again, cross your fingers, knock on wood, that that actually happens. Uh, let's do this. We're going to step away, take a quick break, come back. Got a lot more to get to this portion of the program. Brought to you by the New Mail Medical Center. New Mail. I just just talked to Doctor Tim yesterday. He said, "Hey, your numbers look good, good to go. Stay in the programs. Everything's fine. Uh, so no adjustments." And that's what they do. They bring you back in. Let's take a look at you. Make sure everything's fine. That's what they do. And I'm good. And that's that's peace of mind. Not only, you know, if you've got the mood thing going up and down and you need low T treatments or whatever, but the ED, obviously, you know, if you're, you know, doing okay there or not. But then there's the all-in-one weight loss program, the uh, the uh, low T treatments as well. They can do vitamin supplements. They can do many different things, but go in and get your numbers checked. It doesn't take you any more than about 5, 10 minutes to get your numbers checked. When I counted the other day, I was in there nine minutes. Nine minutes. From the time I walked through the door to the time I left, it took me more time to fill out the paperwork and touch on the iPad than it did to actually go into the room, get the blood draw, and get my numbers back. 
It was, it's that fantastic. Stop into the New Mel Medical Center. Any one of them, any one of them have one phone number. Use this number. Four, anywhere you're at listening to the program, 414-455-4451. Again, 414-455-4451. That's the New Mel Medical Center. 414-455-4451. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Live, the Gringo Post Game Show, a watch party, and everything, motorcycle ride, all of it, starts out at Sloppy Joe's in Hubertus, and then we're going to end up over at Smoke on the Water by three o'clock in the afternoon on Sunday. The uh, we're going to sit down, have the watch party, and uh, check out the Packers and the Buccaneers and any other NFL football games going on. The Gringo Post Game Show is going to be there, and even if you don't ride a motor, I've been telling people this: even if you don't ride a motorcycle, that's fine. It, come on out. Uh, they're doing donations for Fisher House, Wisconsin. The ride, the, the veterans ride they're doing this year benefits Fisher House, Wisconsin. Please come out and hang out with us. You're, you, you, if you're not in Tampa Bay, you're going to watch the game anyway. Come out to a place that serves you good food. They serve it to you with a smile. It's great people. We're going to do the Green and Gold Post Game Show downstairs in that beautiful new big giant facility they have. It's it's going to be a spectacular day. So if you got your friends together, you got your neighbors together, bring everybody. Come on out. We're going to have a good time. It's a watch party, and it's going to be a motorcycle ride, and it's going to be a uh, post game show all live at Smoke on the Water coming up this weekend, this Sunday, uh, on Okachi Lake. So we're, we're looking forward to it. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. You hit us up eight seven seven eight six seven. 1670. Uh, Mark says, uh, let's take a look at some of the rookie wide receivers to this point. The rookie wide receivers to this point for the Green Bay Packers have not been overwhelmingly impactful. Did you expect them to be? I didn't. I didn't think they would uh, be thrown right into the mix. I think there is... uh, I, I think what has gone on is exactly what I thought would go on. As much as we talked about getting them into the mix and getting them familiar and getting that that trust of Aaron Rodgers, it's a giant steaming pant load because it, it's just not, not going to happen. It's going to be a work in progress, and not until maybe week 8 or week 10 or week 12, praying to God that this team is, you know, approaching 8, 9, 10 wins at that point, that Aaron Rodgers will say, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm getting a little more familiar with him. There's never going to be, they they will never be 100% comfortable. Never. Not in only one year, two years, three years of Aaron Rodgers. Maybe that third year if he's still here. But the comfort is never going to be there. The trust factor, it may be there because of. Because you just have to. You don't have anybody else. You have to trust them. You have to just throw the ball to them. See what happens. Let them make a play. You know, lower yourself to their standards and just say, okay, this is what you do, this is what you do well, then I got to put it there. Rather than vice versa, 
Maybe Aaron Rodgers will say, you know what, if things aren't working, then we got to go to this. But I think there is enough there to be able to kind of chunk yard your way down the field. I don't want to say dink and dunk because it makes it – it's kind of demeaning, offensively speaking. But I think there's enough there that you can chunk yard your way down the field, mix it in with the run game, and still be successful and still put enough wins on the board to be successful. Now, if is that going to get you to the postseason? Probably. Probably, barring mass injury or significant injury. But is it going to be enough to get you over the hump and get you to a Super Bowl? I would be hard-pressed right now to say yes. I don't think they're the best team in the NFC. I don't think they're maybe the second-best team in the NFC. But I'll say this. When you look at the rest of the teams in the NFC, Philadelphia, New York, I don't think New York's there. I think their their record is what it is, and you are what your record says you are. I, I agree with that, but I think in the long run, New York is going to be maybe an eight-win team, seven-win team, something like that. I think Philadelphia and depend now Jerry Jones is claiming that Dak and such are ready to go, but, um, you know, we'll see that he's out now practicing after only a couple of weeks of having surgery on that thumb. So we'll see. We'll see what happens there. But uh, when you talk about the, the wideouts, yeah, it's uh, – it's uh, it's not going to happen right away. That might be the best way to put it. Not going to happen right away. Uh, we got a lot coming up today in the program. We're still not even coming close to uh, being over with. And here's the reason why. Because we've got Mike Clemens, the final hour of the show. Greg Allman is uh, from The Athletic. He covers the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He's going to join us coming up at noon. Going to step out, break, come right back. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now, in Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers and Buccaneers face off Sunday at 325 in Tampa. The Bucs have two linebackers that Matt LaFleur says can destroy an offense. Devin White and Levante David, who talked about what it's like playing against Aaron Rodgers. Uh, getting the ball out of his hands quick. Still a mobile guy for an older quarterback. A very accurate with the football. You know, take control of the offense. You know where he's going with it. And, you know, he don't make many mistakes. Rodgers asked if he may have to throw the ball away a lot this season as he deals with his young receiver core like he did back in 2018 the year that mike mccarthy was fired that was as many throwaways i think i've ever had in my career that year in 18 i mean it was i think over 70 as far as the numbers that we counted up wouldn't you know like to be at that anywhere near that number don't think we're going to with this offense it's just we have to clean the timing up on some of the route concepts so we're getting open at the right time both teams had several receivers miss practice yesterday due to hamstring injuries and earlier this week tampa's mike evans was suspended for one game by nfl vice president john runyon senior for fighting in the saints game runyon played for the eagles his son john jr is the packers left guard who denies his father would have made any decision to help out green bay I still get those comparisons to him. So my whole life I've been living kind of in the shadow, but um, I'm trying to step outside that shadow and just cast a bigger one over that one. Tom Brady apparently having difficulty gripping the football in practice. He's got an injured finger on his throwing hand and was asked how it felt. Great. I feel great. 
it's football season, so. And Mal Florin facing that Buccaneers defense. The thing that definitely jumps out on tape, and you can tell it's backed up by the numbers, is just how destructive they are. And got 10 sacks after two games, and I want to say, what is it, six turnovers created. And so it's a very destructive defense. Ugly, quite frankly. That's Matt LaFleur. In Green Bay, I'm Mike Clemens on The Bill Michaels Show. Weekend still good riding weather. You want to get out and jump on the motorcycle? Do it. And if you're going to do it with some warmer clothes, or maybe you're looking for some warmer clothes, Wisconsin Harley Davidson. WisHD.com. That is WisHD.com, and uh, you can check the everything out that they have out there. I mean, they've got a lot of fantastic stuff that continues to come in, not just new bikes and used bikes, but they've got tons of motor clothes out there. And in addition to that. Their service department starting to get a little bit busy. Why? Because people are saying, ah, it's, I'm starting to make my reservation for storage, for service, for end-of-year service, oil changes, all that kind of stuff as you get ready to winterize your bike and put it away. I, not yet. Not yet. I hope to go all the way through into November, but, uh, you know, we know it's coming. We know it's coming. So get a hold of Wisconsin Harley-Davidson. Go to WISHD.com. That's WISHD.com. Coming up after the top of the hour, Greg Allman. Uh, is going to be joining us from the Athletic down in Tampa Bay. We'll get his side of things from perspective down there and thoughts on the suspension and such. Uh, just an FYI, because uh, for those that were paying attention to the first hour of the show and I was not here, uh, you can see why. I posted it on the Facebook uh, fan page. Uh, Instagram, I think, has it as well. And over on uh, Twitter. But uh, today, kind of that happened. We did uh, the television commercial shoot here today, which... Took a little bit longer, but that was okay. Ben did a fine job filling in and everything that uh, they're they're doing here at the house. And the, it looked like Ben. I, I said at one point, it looks like you know how. Have you ever seen Dateline? No, sorry. Yeah, when you when Dateline is that that show where they always you know do a lot of interviews with people who have been you know accused of murders and you know and all that kind of different stuff, and they do interviews with families and it's it, kind of crazy. But I, I felt like I was on a Dateline set. Where with all the lights and all the cameras and all the, you know, the different angles and, you know, like I was waiting for Keith Morrison to sit down and talk to me about you've been accused of murder or something. It was it was a little surreal experience, but uh, but that that went off pretty well today. So good. Good for that. Uh, so coming up, we're going to be talking with Greg. Allman. Is there what's your, what's your biggest, uh, you know, fascination this coming weekend, Ben? Is it the Ohio State game taking on Wisconsin and Wisconsin trying to get themselves a win in the blackout at the shoe and all the pageantry that is on Saturday night? Or is it uh, the the Wisconsin or excuse me, the uh, Green Bay Packers going down to Tampa Bay? Huh. Or is there I, something else in your world? I mean, I was playing Rutgers, Bill, and the over under is 34. It's probably the most inept offensive matchup you'll ever watch. Excuse me. And it has the nation's two best punters, Torrey Taylor from Iowa and Adam Corsak from Rutgers. Uh, Somehow Iowa's eight-point favorites, and I'm fascinated to see which team turns the ball over more inside their own (laughs) five-yard line to lose. So I'm not going to be able to watch it because it's during the Wisconsin game, but that is my fascination because – I said it yesterday on our show, Kenny and Heilprin, watching Iowa football is kind of like taking Iowa Oscar, if you will. Yeah. Uh, where I don't know. I don't know how to describe it, but you feel a lot of things. There are hands all right. over your body. 
so that that interests me. I mean, the Packers game is <laughs> it's intriguing because I feel like there is a scenario where a loss feels bad, but it's not a long term. This team is in good deal where there's so right. much going against them. The Florida thing, the Tampa thing, yet a win kind of changes uh, where we think this team stands today, right? Where we know in the future, maybe they'll round into form in October, November, a win on Sunday kind of changes all of that. Maybe they have arrived. So it's Mm -hmm. interesting. And then, I mean, if Wisconsin beats Ohio state, then uh, let the world rejoice because they haven't done it in a long time. Oh my God. Can you imagine what campus will be like if Wisconsin gets a win on Saturday night? It's one of those things where many passive Badger football fans were turned off by the Washington State loss, and rightfully so. A win like mm-hmm. this against Bring all odds back. would bring everybody back. Yeah. would. Br- uh, if you're a Badger fan and you kind of went, ugh, after the Washington State loss, let's just say the Badger... Okay, I, I don't even, let's not even dare to dream that they win. Okay, let's just... Let's say the Badgers lose a 21-20-21-17 game. Do you then go, damn, this team's actually pretty good? Or, which I would know my, you know, Ohio State brethren would say, oh, God, we're not that good this year. We only beat Wisconsin by, you know, four points. That would be their side of it. They would not give Wisconsin any credit at all. Or would you say that that Ohio State is just not that good? Which is what I've kind of been saying. I, I, I don't think they're nearly as good. And now they may morph into something spectacular before, before it's all said and done. I just didn't think they would be as good this year as they have been, say, a couple of years ago, two, three years ago. But if, if Wisconsin loses, but loses 21-17, 21-20, something like that, if you're a Badger fan, when you kind of turn the, the eye away, after they lost to Washington State, does that not only bring you back, but does that make you a believer? It would I think for me. have to, right? Oh, yeah, because that means the defense has arrived. And it's not going to be as good as last year's unit, but they've shown some some cracks, if you will. They're good, but they're not dominant. If they hold this Ohio State offense, which I still think is arguably the best in the country, definitely the most explosive, to 21 points and it's a close game, I look mm-hmm. at the rest of the season differently, no doubt. I uh, I would, too. Now, if, if the Badgers win this game, I, I, if the Badgers win this game, they, this, this is what it's going to take for the Badgers to win. One, defensively, they're going to have to play just outstanding, and they're going to have to force turnovers. Uh, I think it would be, for the Badgers to win this game, they would need to recover at least two, if not three, fumbles and or interceptions they would need to acquire and not turn the ball over minimally. I think if they do that, they got a legitimate shot at winning the game. Ben, do you agree on that? Yes. I think even to be in a position to win, if those turnovers happen, it really all comes to, can you dictate the pace? Are you able to win inside consistently and run the hell out of the ball and keep Stroud on the sideline? What if they lose on an errant field goal attempt? <laughs> um, I might have to check myself into a treatment center. That would not surprise you, correct? Not at all. But if they lost on an errant field goal attempt, say uh, it's, it's, you know, 
and you're driving and you've got a 41-yard field goal to make and it looks like you kicked it, <laughs> then, yeah, you're right. You probably have to check into a treatment center after that. Wisconsin's top know. kicker's I, out, too. So Yeah, I know. I have That's no confidence in that unit. I am. Uh, I'm excited. I, I'm. I'm kind of giddy for the weekend. I really am. Are you going to go into it with the it. with the Amon Ross St. Brown's dad shirt of half Ohio State, half Wisconsin? No, no. I am going to. Uh, I thought about this yesterday because I had the Wisconsin gear on. I thought about this yesterday. Um, I'm. I'm going to kind of go neutral. I'm going out. I'm going to go a few places. Uh, we haven't even talked uh, yet, by the way, about Colton Wong and the three uh, three homers after we had not kind of railed on him. But I, I wanted, I do want to address that eventually. But uh, I want to talk a little Brewers. But no, I think I'm going to be out. I think I'm, I might even ride the motorcycle over the weekend. So if the weather's decent and I can ride, maybe I'll just be dressed in something else, you know, a Harley jacket or something like that. I, you know, I just want to enjoy it. You know. Um, I've often said I'll root for the team that has the best shot at winning a national title. So maybe, you know, obviously I'd be going in the, the, the realm of the Buckeyes. But uh, I think if Wisconsin can play it close, I think there's a, there's two victories to be had here. I, uh, I might not end up that far out. I can feel pretty good about both situations. However, the Badgers get a win. That's just a whole different level of fandomonium. Stay tuned. Greg Allman of The Athletic down in Tampa Bay going to join us coming up next on The Bill Michael Show. The Bill Michael Show podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.